Hi, everyone. My name is Chris, and I am host of the Seller Spark Show. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing the ongoing stimulus talks in Congress. And so the it has been a long few weeks and months in the road to finally agreeing to a, an adequate stimulus bill that will provide American citizens with much-needed relief during this coronavirus crisis. And the first stimulus came in the early spring uh, with something called the CARES Act. And many say that, that it didn't go far enough, but it was a pretty extensive relief package. So this is the second relief package that's being proposed and has not been adopted yet. And more recently... President Trump is actually advocating for a higher amount to be given to most Americans, direct payments to Americans again. So the so-called stimulus checks would go directly as payment to weather these hard times right now. So it's actually ironic for a Republican president to be advocating for higher stimulus payments. I mean, the whole idea of Stimulus payments itself comes from the UBI idea, something proposed by Andrew Yang in the Democratic primary this year. And it wasn't exclusively Yang's idea. I mean, throughout history, a lot of economists floated the idea of a negative tax rate where the government actually issues checks and payment instead of the citizens paying taxes. So it's definitely a rare thing. It's definitely a rare concept that something like that happens. But in a crisis, I mean, the rules go out the window in terms of something like this. And Trump is a Republican, like I was saying, and many Republicans are fiscal conservatives, such as Mitch McConnell and the rest of the Republican Party, kind of toe the party line on that issue. And don't really want to increase the payment. And that essentially is a losing issue for Republicans. I'm not sure why the Republican Party won't want to push for higher payments, even if it's a compromise between the 600, which is being offered now, and the 2000 mark. Something in between that maybe could be a compromise for the Republican Party. But... So far, they're not budging. Mitch McConnell is not going for it. And actually, uh, President Trump received a lot of praise from the left, from the likes of Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders, for coming to the table to negotiate. Whereas McConnell and the Republicans are really holding up the process and making this uh we're deadlocked and you're likely to see something like this in the spring as well, depending on the results of the Georgia special elections. It's crazy to say that the, both of those elections went are going to a special election. Depending on that, you'll see a lot more of this gridlock in Congress in the spring. Should the Democrats lose the Senate? Because they, because they still have a chance in order to win the Senate in January due to Georgia, if they if the Democrats win one of the seats in Georgia, they have a good chance 
if they end up winning both of the seats, they definitely are going to take the Senate. I think Ossoff is a very inspiring candidate. I think he has a lot of potential in the future. Whereas uh, Purdue is pretty standard. In the other race, Kelly Loeffler against Raphael Warnock. Warnock is, he actually led in the run, in the uh, actual election in the runoff. I believe in the first election they had, and now they're having another one. So it's possible that Warnock can win this one. I thought he was going to win it outright last time, but he could definitely win this time as well. So just keep an eye on that race, those two races, and see what happens. And then we'll get a better indication of what the Senate is going to look like and how this country is going to move forward out of this nightmare right now. Because it's very difficult for a lot of people right now at this point, and we got to move past this time. And uh, they got to compromise and negotiate. And Biden uh, talks a lot about coming to the middle and compromising and seeing the best interests of the nation. But that's pretty hard to do when you have on the other side of the aisle someone who doesn't want to compromise and further complicate things for their own political expediency. So... In order for anything to get done, both sides need to come to the table. And so far, he's seeing it with McConnell that he can't come to the table. So it would be better that the Democrats do win the Senate in January so that then much could get done rather than having deadlock for another few years, which likely will result in Biden getting frustrated and potentially resigning due to old age or other reasons. I just don't see Biden serving out this term for whatever reason. If there is gridlock in Congress, I mean, it's it's going to place a lot of pressure on him that this country and the country too, that the country doesn't need right now during this point. So that's what we're seeing right now in Washington. We're seeing a lot of back and forth about this bill. And President Trump really slammed the whole bill and said that you know, it doesn't even relate to the stimulus talks. It's about unnecessary foreign aid as he deems it. And we can't take care of other countries until we can't take care of our own. And we want to make sure that we're helping other countries. But if we're really not on track, we're going to have a hard time aiding other countries. So I think that's really important to be highlighted that. We rebuild ourselves, and then we could also help the rest of the world get back on track and come to the table too. But it's really going to take some leadership on the part of President Trump since he is the leader of the Republican Party, basically, and can they control the presidency as well that he talks to McConnell and tries to get this done for the sake of our country. So I think something can be worked out. I just think that Trump needs to put a little bit more influence on McConnell to get things done. And he's more, way more likely to work with Trump than he is with Biden. So if it could be done now, that would be really beneficial because then Biden is also talking about getting some stuff done as it pertains to stimulus. And as I just said, and I'm reiterate that 
he's not a member of the same party as Biden, McConnell. So it might be a bridge too far. So in the case of a Republican Senate, like it is now, if it stays the same, Democrat controls the presidency, Republicans control the Senate, Democrats control the House. Really, McConnell could dictate to Biden who he wants in his cabinet, who the Republicans want to see in that cabinet. What they could get done on in terms of immigration, in terms of protecting the DACA recipients, as it pertains to education, social issues, just really anything. The only thing that they could compromise on potentially would be infrastructure, maybe even criminal justice reform. But my point is Biden would be an ineffective president if McConnell is still holding the the position of majority leader in the Senate. And it's not going to get any better for Biden going into 2022 when the incumbent president's party loses a lot of seats in the midterm elections. That's just been the precedent. The incumbent president's party does very poorly in the midterms. And if Biden is not going to get much done, there's a lot of gridlock. It's going to place a lot of pressure on him and the party to get things done. And it's just not going to happen. It's going to be like what we saw in the second half of President Obama's term. And the Republicans are going to sweep back into power in the House and then even have a chance at the presidency again in 2024. So really, it's all about Can the Democrats win those two Senate seats in Georgia to make their lives a lot easier as it pertains to Biden's first term priorities? Or can Biden compromise and come to the table with McConnell and get him to see the light? So I think it's going to be really difficult for the second to happen, the latter to happen. But it may very well end up happening if one of us or Warnock falls short. I do think that Warnock is has more of a chance to prevail, but I may be mistaken. It's just my informed opinion that he performed better against uh, in the first race, the first time they had this election. So it's definitely possible that Warnock can win that seat. And Georgia is a changing state. Especially like we saw in the presidential ele- in the presidential election at the presidential level, things have changed a lot there. So really, that's all I wanted to bring you today: a short discussion about what is going on on Capitol Hill and the ramifications for millions of people in this country. And it's definitely going to be an interesting time to see what happens and how President Trump's going to leave the White House in January. He has until January twentieth. And I'm sure he's trying to come up with something in order to stay in power, but I think he should just do a peaceful transition of power and enjoy his time away. And until next time, until 2024, he comes back, tries to fix his mistakes of the 2020 campaign and make an appeal to these suburban voters that he lost and everyone else. And most likely COVID will probably be a long term a long um, forgotten ordeal and memory by 2024 probably won't be a pressing issue. The U.S. may be experiencing some of the consequent long-term consequences of this COVID depression, but in an economic sense rather than a societal sense, but we'll see.
it's definitely going to have implications. So we'll see what's at the forefront of the 2024 campaign, but rest assured that President Trump will criticize everything the Biden administration is going to do. And it's pretty prudent for him to do so in order to set himself up for another run at the White House. So I appreciate you guys listening to I know this is a little bit shorter of an episode, but that's what I wanted to bring you today. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to go check the channel out at Star Spark Studios. And thanks again. I really appreciate it. Support the podcast, support the channel, check out the social media, the website, the Facebook, the Instagram, as usual. And we're in the holiday season. I know Hanukkah passed, so for those of you that celebrate that, I wish you well. And happy holidays and Merry Christmas. This will be my last podcast before the Christmas holiday on Friday. So I wish you well and best wishes and stay safe during this time. I know it, it looks a little bit different this year. It's crazy this year. But... It's really important to be grateful for what you have. And I just place the best confidence in our leaders to do the right thing for our our country. So that's really all I have, folks. And once again, it's a pleasure. And my name is Chris, and I'm host of the Seller Spark Show, signing off until next time. See you guys later.